This is Film Club. All right, everyone, can we bend your ear for a tick? Remember that one bad egg can ruin the whole barrel, but a life lived in fear is a life half-lived. That's right, ABTTG, we were old funsters, and it's time to talk about Strictly Ballroom. Okay, Lauren, you, uh, <laughs> we, we uh, watched this movie, at least I did, like, two months ago, so I'm definitely going to have to refresh myself on everything that happened. I remember really liking it, but I'm excited to revisit it. But since you picked it, it's my turn to guess the connection. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. <laughs> I just dropped my mic and it landed on a key and it went... <laughs> I heard it very briefly, but not enough to be like jarred by it. <laughs> I was jarred. <laughs> I my said that the connection was the tango, but also a washed up star. It was the tango. Ah, I think many of our listeners also picked up on that. They said mostly they just said dancing, Norma dancing with Joe, dancing, and maybe a, a contrasting connection. Black and white versus vibrant color. An interesting choice. Uh, another one, they both had dance scenes. Norma dancing the tango with Joe. And this whole movie was about ballroom dancing. Also, I guess Norma and Barry Fife were both not excited about things changing in their professions, talking movies and new steps. So very good job to everyone around. Lauren, go ahead and give us your thoughts on the movie. I don't know what all I said before when I was introducing it, I think. But this is one that my parents... I think they loved when it came out. And my mom's always been a big Baz Luhrmann fan. Um, She loves like Moulin Rouge, like many other of our listeners. Oh, she loves Australia. She owns both of those. I didn't even watch it until maybe two or three years ago. Um, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that. Because it's not really a kid's movie. (laughs) They wouldn't really... They wouldn't show it to us when we were kids, but we would dance to the soundtrack. <laughs> we were dancing to tequila at age two. <laughs> As you should. A um, classic song. Yeah. And just all like watching the movie, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I know this soundtrack. <laughs> Some of my favorite things. I love how Australian it is. Like, it's just, I mean, Baz Luhrmann's Australian himself, and it's so fun. When he directs all these Australian actors in Australia, filming in Australia, it's just like, and you wouldn't really expect, like, it's a movie about dancing. Mm -hmm. Like, the movie Australia, obviously, that's going to be about Australia, but it's just kind of fun to see the culture in a way that you weren't really expecting. Mm -hmm. Scott Hastings is beautiful. I don't think I really realized that the first time I watched it. This time I was like, wow, this boy. He's not, I actually have a coworker who's from Australia. And so I told her, hey, I watched that. And every time they spoke, I was like, they sound just like Debbie. And then she was like, oh, yeah, we love that movie. And she said something about how um, they didn't hire the actor for Scott Hastings because he's a good actor, mm-hmm. but because he can dance. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's right. He's not really the best actor, <laughs> the best. but I think he did. I think he did a great job. Yeah, he's not wasn't, like off-putting yeah i've watched a lot worse acting this year (laughs) (laughs) this year alone yes with all my b movies that my cousin's been making me watch yeah he's the way he dances i'm like wow that's amazing 
when he slides across anything, I'm like, woo! <laughs> Hold me back. <laughs> I thought it was so funny or just so interesting that it like starts out as like a mockumentary. And then that totally is gone after like the first five minutes. I didn't even pick up on that, but you're totally right. Like, because I wrote in my notes, I was like, "Oh, this is such a good mockumentary." And then I was like, "But it wasn't." Yeah, it's kind of like um, is it Harry when Harry met Sally that they like have all those interviews spliced throughout? Do you know what I'm talking oh. about? Oh, but yeah. then yeah, it like completely drops off. Yeah, I forgot that it had left that style. That's so interesting. I know. Yeah, I don't know what his choice was that if that was like his way to get you into it. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, it worked because I right. didn't really realize. Would you wanted it to have stayed like that? Because I almost liked it. I don't know which I, I prefer if I would rather just have it be a straight movie or keep that. I think I'd rather have it be a straight movie. Yeah. Because like some of my favorite parts are um, the relationship between Fran and Scott. Mm-hmm. And you can't really like Have a documentary wouldn't commenting be authentic. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the classic Baz Luhrmann quirk is just the extreme, like extreme close-ups, extreme makeup, mm-hmm. and just kind of wild and a little like over the top for a lot of it. It's kind of fun to just like be so immersed in this and like not many movies are quite like that. And so it's it's fun to just kind of take a deep dive into like, woo, here we go. <laughs> We're going crazy. I also like the theme of, I think that some of the listener or the or the people that sent in comments kind of talked about this too, but like the theme of bringing dance or bringing something back from the elite to the people where it originated, mm. bringing it back to, yeah, its roots instead of making it this specific thing that you have to do it like this every time that's never what dancing was Hmm. and i love fran's family and their humility compared to the rest of the cast Mm -hmm. or the rest of the characters and their relationship with dancing and how scott kind of is able to connect with that Mm -hmm. style of dancing because that's what he wants to do is the original style of dancing where you just did how you feel and um do your own moves come up be creative with it and um yeah like having much more of an emotional connection to it than right instead of just repeating the same by the letter by the book yeah Mm -hmm. and then i also some of my favorite shots were when fran i think is gonna like try out with or like just dances with scott for the first time and there's just like the spotlight on her i love that Mm -hmm. the whole scenes where they're dancing and it's the time after time yes and there's the big coca-cola sign and i love his dad dancing too anytime his dad is dancing i'm like that's me (laughs) (laughs) dancing by myself is so weird (laughs) yeah i'll just go through my notes love the blue danny waltz beginning and the fun silhouettes at the start. I was convinced that Doug, the dad, was Mike TV, was Mr. TV, like Mike TV's dad. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I love it. And I was looking it up on IMDb and I was like, it has to be him. How is it not him? It's not him. But I like for a good majority of the film, I was like, Mr. TV over here dancing. So 
a slight <laughs> disappointment, but watching him doing the dancing, like the solo rehearsal scene is so mesmerizing. Just so fun to like watch Scotty. Is that his name? Scott? Practice. Scott Hastings. <laughs> and that was the thing, like even though like the plot was kind of secondary in some ways to the art of dancing. And I think that like Baz's style really lends itself to that where we can just completely be immersed and fall in love with Scott's dancing and like fall in love with him as a character and what he's trying to do because of the beauty of dance and and what he's able to do time after time one of my favorite songs it is a really fun style a, a different like the, it's instrumental was there some singing in it as well mm-hmm. yeah I loved it yeah the dancing on the roof behind the the curtain um I wrote down lighting on shoes. I don't remember, <laughs> but if that strikes any. <laughs> There's also some Carmen in there, which I really appreciated. Yeah, an amazing final dance. There was a guy at the end who was like pumping his arms and I was like, that is me at this point in the <laughs> film. So happy. Woo! And yeah, I love a dance party. I love a movie that ends in a dance party. And the Paso Doble was so fun to watch and fun to see how it developed over time. And I didn't see the twist with the dad coming I feel like there were so many twists because at the beginning he's dancing and I kind of was just like oh he's kind of like a pathetic father figure in some ways (laughs) of he's like you know doesn't really stand up for himself or is kind of just like this quiet guy off to the side and then like oh how cute he's like he wants to dance and then you find out later like oh no he was like the foremost dancer he is a dancer yeah and then to find out that twist and then also the twist of like no he wanted to follow his heart and everyone else got in his way and so Scott should he's like Scott gets put in a tough place between like following his passions and respecting and honoring his parent and then the other twist of course being like you get to Very. do both of those at the same time I thought it was fun so uh, saying like the plot was secondary I don't think it was a bad plot like I think it was very engaging and stuff I just think the dancing was so fun to watch that we almost didn't need the plot, you know, even though, again, it was it was really good. Yeah. So some of the themes I I picked out and had been thinking about was just like the fear of being different and rejecting new ideas and new styles and anything that like threatens tradition, which is definitely a larger thing in society as a whole. And So that was just an interesting idea. And I think like something that I don't really know where I'm going with that, but just maybe a takeaway is just like not be so quick to, because I, to like fear of change and fear of new ideas. Cause that's definitely something I struggle with or um, can catch myself falling into. There's also this really interesting racial tension that I feel like was picking up. Mm -hmm. I was picking up on. Because, and it's interesting, I'm not, like, aware of, um, like, Fran's family was, like, do you know, do we know where they were from originally? Like, did um, they immigrate? I'm guessing Spanish. I think Pasadobles is Spanish. Yeah. So, um, from, like, Spain. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm not aware of, like, the only, like, major racial tensions I'm aware of in Australia are between, like, the Aborigines, and so it would be an interesting dive into like if there is like more of a racial tension between Spanish immigrant immigrants and whether that's at play too there um 
I found an article called Daring to Pasadoble, Unpacking Australian Multiculturalism in Strictly Ballroom. Oh my gosh, this is what we need. I'm so happy. Um, it's given a lot of background. <laughs> Spanish-Australian immigrants. Yeah, they're from Spain. Okay, nice. While you're reading that, I'll just keep expanding on my earlier thing of like the rejection of new ideas. I think this is just a very historical trend that we can see where a lot of new additions or expansions in art and music and science like are all often met with resistance and rejection and so I appreciated how this film pushes its viewers and the characters to examine how they react to new ideas and new styles and self-expression so I thought that was a cool especially like early 2000s look yeah, but it does point out how, like, Scott's world versus Fran's world, where Fran lives in, like, kind of a dumpy area right mm-hmm. by the train station, and and there's garbage everywhere. They're obviously poor, like, yeah. immigrants, and Scott's from this fancy dance studio where everyone wears sequins and very nice outfits, and mm-hmm. well, two, just worlds, that... two worlds colliding. Yeah, and just that Fran seems to be so much on the outside and like seems to be like she's an amazing dancer but no one really recognizes her talent and I Mm -hmm. feel like that is based in some racism or at least some cultural the differences or uh, prejudices so I think on the surface you can be like oh it's a movie about dancing but really there's a lot more to it and a lot more going on and to the point of people who like maybe aren't as familiar with that as a style that is bigger than life and exaggerated yet it's like also very simple and beautiful at the same time like it's not hard to understand what's going on like it's not like it's so overwhelming and confusing it's not like a Stravinsky piece or cubism you know like it's very clear at the same time but I love how unique and distinct it is from other directors so just a beautiful piece of cinema yes so thanks for picking it. We can throw it over to if you have any other things to add. I did just want to point out. So it it starts with like the red curtain mm-hmm. and then it ends with the red curtain closing. Mm. Baz did three movies. They're called the Red Curtain Trilogy. It's this one, Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge. are the three red curtain movies. How fun. And so I'm not really sure. I think they kind of had to do like thematically i don't know it's two tragedies and then not a tragedy Mm. Mm -hmm. but i can't remember all that went into that but go look that up and then so there's another connection to moulin rouge for those of you that love that yeah that's super cool Mm, so fun i love this so looking at some of our stats people's favorite characters um we have votes for Fran votes for Fran two votes for Doug and one vote for Scott and Fran which is a little bit of a cheat you have a favorite character I'd say Scott (gasps) Scott I mean I was thinking Doug but his mom is like such a character like I don't (laughs) like her but she is enjoyable she's so unique Yeah. yeah Um, I also really liked the little children. <laughs> they really weren't in it that much, but like 
they were MVPs at the end. So yeah, they were. Okay, uh, favorite scene: Fran and Scott dancing at her family's house. A lot of people really liked that. Um, we have a vote for the Paso Doble. Ken showing up at the dance studio. Barry Fife talking to Scott reminded me of King Candy talking to Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I love that. Um, Who said that? Was that my mom? No, it was Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, happy 10th anniversary, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh my gosh, how appropriate. And then uh, the last big Paso Doble scene at the end, starting when Scott slides across the floor on his knees to the very end. I just want to own a gold jacket like the one Scott is wearing. (laughs) Incredible. Me too. And then ratings. Someone did rank it very low at a two which i feel is a little too low um but the other three rank ratings were all four and a half so i feel like that gives it a bit higher elevation um someone ranked it last someone ranked it fourth and someone ranked it second all right we'll go ahead and read some of the reviews um okay so this is from Catherine. watching strictly ballroom was interesting at first i had to double check and make sure i had the right show it just seemed so crazy at first Overall, I didn't love the over-the-top style that Baz Luhrmann is known for. The people mostly just bothered me, except for Fran and Scott, and I realized that was probably intentional, but still made it a bit painful to watch the movie. I think it did a good job setting in a very distinct tone and look. I kept thinking it was the 80s with all the angles, lighting, and costumes. I have to say this one was on the lower end of my list as far as movie picks go. I just didn't feel particularly enlightened or moved by it. I didn't feel that any new ground was being broken. Competitive dancing is difficult and over the top and unlikely pair challenges the institution. The bad guys put in his place in the end. Maybe it's just not my brand of humor either. And I couldn't get over all the yelling at ridiculous people. The best scenes are definitely between Fran and Scott and Fran at her house as her family teaches them to dance. I did like the instrumental version of Time After Time. Whew, bit harsh, but... (laughs) (laughs) But that's uh, what Film Club is for. It's true. All our opinions. Yes, and exposing people to new genres, even if they don't necessarily like it, and that's just fun. Just fun. <laughs> okay, George says, any movie that starts with the blue Daniel Waltz referencing 2001 A Space Odyssey has got to be good. Sweet, fun, and funny fairy tale, intentionally over the top, full of spectacular dancing and choreography, glistening costumes, delightful character and caricatures, and wonderful original music incorporated into familiar tunes. Interesting how it morphed from documentary style with commentary to straight story. Ah, he picked up that up too. The themes of artistic repression, independence from societal expectations, and arbitrary constraints, and following your heart and your dreams, the Dan the Torpedoes attitude, are so well presented. Even though it has a fairy tale quality, these themes are so often repeated throughout history. A very few examples. Beethoven's Third Symphony, Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, the paintings of Mary Cassatt and Cezanne. Fortunately, there are those who see beyond expected norms and rigid constraints who encourage and celebrate exploration and change in the arts. Favorite characters were Scott for overcoming his fears and following his heart. And Francesca, self-confident, sacrificing and following her heart tied <laughs> though he's the one who <laughs> favorite line obviously vivir con miedo es como vivir a media it's a good thing i had you read this one because i would have butchered that so bad <laughs> there's a very interesting wikipedia article about the challenges of developing and funding the film 
mirroring the themes of the movie itself. It was a big risk using unknown actors and actresses and a first-time director in his new style. And the personal stories of some of the people involved is worth reading about, too. Excellent. We have so much reading for our listeners who want to pursue more. So thrilling. Okay. Oh, from Andrew. Tear. This movie is held very highly in the Watson family, but this was actually only my second time watching it. We listened to a lot of the music, so I definitely know the soundtrack better than the actual movie. I thought the movie was funny, over the top, but also has some nice moments sprinkled throughout, like Scott and Fran dancing on the rooftop. This movie is crazy, but in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Jill. There are some things in life that can't be explained, one of which is my love for the movie Strictly Ballroom. I watched this movie for the first time a long time ago, and I admit I didn't like it as much the first time, but for some reason I watched it again, and I guess it was in a different... I was in a different weird mental state that time because I loved it. I love the costumes and the music and the dancing and the crazy over-the-top characters and filming. I bought the soundtrack and the DVD and just really love this movie. But if I have to tell you tell you why, I'm at a loss for words. Maybe it's the Cinderella slash Ugly Duckling storyline with Fran... Or the theme of a life lived with lived in fear is a life half-lived. Maybe it's because Baz Luhrmann is a genius and can make ordinary crazy people enjoy a crazy quirky movie about ballroom dancing. And maybe it's because it's a feel-good movie with a happy ending. Maybe it's the phrase bogo pogo when said in an Australian accent. Again, so glad I don't know. This. I don't know, but I just love it. I just do. Oh, I like that. I know. I Having read all these ones... It is, he does such a good job of creating these fairy tale worlds that you like can just get sucked into. And it's just so enjoyable. I love it. Very much escapism film, but not to the point of like, like there's still depth and meaning to them versus Mm -hmm. other escapism. So, so good. All right. Any last serious thoughts on the movie? Okay. Well, thank you for picking it. It was very fun. And now it's time to leave the gun, take the cannoli. Got some questions for you. My first one is that if you had to design your own outfit, a la the characters in um, Strictly Ballroom, what would it look like? I think I would wear like a, you know, my backpack that's like a nebula, sort of like galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I would try to make a dress like that Ooh. with sequins, something like that. That sounds amazing. I want you to do that in real life. <laughs> What specific dance would you, would be like your signature, like France family's the Paso Doble and... I mean, Thriller. <laughs> oh! But more seriously along like actual styles of dance. I do really like Irish dance, but I think I was like a little bit more in tune with tap. So I feel like I would want to like really up my tapping skills and do a really cool tap number. Be a tap star. <laughs> or maybe I just do the crossover, which is hard shoe Irish dance, which I only wow. did a little bit of and it was real hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my next question for you is, oh, a dance you'd want to learn. Oh, I'd love to learn the tango. Mm. And With that's... Al Pacino? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's only because of Scent of a Woman. I really wanted to choose Scent of a Woman. Oh my god. And so that's, I was trying to find other movies that connected to the tango. <laughs> so that's how I found Strictly Ballroom. I love that. It's Films. so fun. It's not even my favorite movie. I just love that scene Pacino. is just so, yeah. 
I feel like the ending kind of drags a little bit, but yeah. Well, you fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, in my defense, we started it at like one a.m. <laughs> yeah, it was very late. I was in night mode then. What would be your like? So Scott finds out his dad was a dancer, mm-hmm. and he never would have guessed that. What would be your thing from the past that would shock and amaze your children oh my gosh i feel like i'm such an open book or like in 50 years like no one would have expected like the most random part of your life i always tell people i took a diving class and they are always like what so i'm just gonna go with that (laughs) that like my favorite class in college was diving (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one my last one for you is which godfather character would be the best ballroom dancer oh my gosh probably Vito. Yeah. Oh, because he does do a very good dance. I was thinking maybe Clemenza, but <laughs> Vito is a good answer. Clemenza is light on his feet for mm-hmm. such what a large you? man. What are you, a dance judge? Go do your job. <laughs> What's your favorite French phrase? If you you can't say the vivre, <laughs> whatever. There's like a, it's three. I can only remember the two. It's like kiwi, ki it's like something like um kiva kife kios or something like that like who wants who does who dares or something like that but that's something that often comes to my mind but obviously not frequently enough since i can't remember it in its entirety (laughs) it's just Um, in the baby stages of your life motto i mean i should just do my instagram bio from voltaire which is uh oh i've forgotten it I don't even remember what the English translation is of it either. Oh, yeah. J'ai décidé d'être heureux parce que c'est bon pour la santé. I decided to be happy because it's good for my health. <laughs> all right. That's um, a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right. We had a couple of cannoli questions submitted by our listeners, and I am really excited for some of them. So uh, the first is, what dance move do you wish you could execute? And we can both answer this. I mean, I feel like we kind of danced around this <laughs> pun not intended <laughs> i i feel like a really cool ballet leap like one where you like jump and then kick out both your legs at the same time before landing i know when i was watching this i was like oh i wish i could do that but i can't <laughs> think of it now but i wish i could slide like scott <laughs> slide across the entire dance floor <laughs> what swenson wrote on my paper that one time knee pads <laughs> what i forgot about this story because he told when i went to visit Catherine in st louis he told us to go to the city museum which is like this crazy like huge jungle gym essentially and you can like go through the walls and the ceiling and like through the floors but you like crawl around and like up through all these it's like this super cool place and so i had written about it for extra credit and i just like wrote about how bad my knees hurt <laughs> and when he gave it back to me he had just written in pencil knee pads like underline it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good <random>. advice <laughs> um all right the next one is please cast the following characters from the film as characters from arthur so excited about this okay so scott i mean main character energy so right like i maybe arthur but i feel like that might be a little too on the nose maybe maybe binky i was gonna say binky because okay. like He's trying to break the mold mm-hmm. from, like, the tough customers. He's trying to do things that none of them expect or that, that they don't want him to do. Yeah, like, yeah, That's yeah. not what tough customers do. Okay, next is Fran. 
maybe it's the name, but I'm like firm. Francine. Oh, Francine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Francine's so much more obvious name. I. But Fern fits better. Yeah, just because like quiet, but very sure of herself and talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken, remind me who Ken is. And um, is Ken? Ken's the drunk guy that always steals his partners. Oh, the platinum blonde man. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That has the saunas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mr. Oh. Ratburn. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Doug is the dad. Mm-hmm. Maybe Francine's dad? That's Oliver what I was going to say, too. Uh-huh. And then Barry Fife. He's the villain, right? Yeah. I just thought of Mr. Haney, but that in no way makes any sort of sense. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can kind of see it, though. I mean, if it was like a twisted evil Mr. Haney. Cause... Is there a villain in Arthur? There's like antagonist, depending on the who it is in the episode. Who's because there's not even like a villain in Bionic Bunny. Like that one always changes. Mm-hmm. Mm. The crazy bus. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> the crazy bus. <laughs> <laughs> or Mary Muko. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so good. Okay, these are my favorite questions, so I think we'll see how many we can get log on and finish it quickly. These are all from Jill, and I was, like, (laughs) so shocked and also so pleased at the same time. So, the first one is, who do you think is a better father, Doug Hastings or Vito Corleone? (gasps) I know. Whoa, I think Vito. I I know, because... I have I'm very conflicted about this because Doug really doesn't do much for the majority of the film he right. comes on in at the last minute when he's most needed but Vito is Vito a good does father, a lot but Vito is he... dedicates his life yeah in the right ways though <laughs> no I mean he does seem to be a bit more committed to his children and I feel like the intention is yeah okay how could I ever stray from saying Vito's the best father? <laughs> um, the next question is, how would you say I have to help Wayne with his bogo pogo with an Italian mobster accent? Hey, I gotta help Wayne with his bogo pogo. I can't, I can't say <laughs> You can't do it without the Australian. <laughs> There's one more. The next one is, son, can I bend your ear for a tick? So I feel like I gotta, Michael, can I bend your ear for a tick? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, which accent sounds better, mobster Australian? Australian. <sighs> I mean, I am quite in love with a good New York Italian accent, though. I know we might have to be split on that one. Okay, I'll take the Australians. <laughs> if Liz's dad were Vito Corleone, and all she wanted was for Pam Shorts to break both her legs and for Ken Railings to dance with her, <laughs> who would Vito send to break her? her legs how would he do it and what offer would he make ken that he couldn't refuse (laughs) oh my gosh well obviously just send those guys that he sent to beat up bonacera's daughter's assailants someone who wouldn't get too carried away right (laughs) someone professional (laughs) the offer i feel like he would do something with his sauna business oh (laughs) amazing and I know, I just love how detailed that last question was. <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. Oh, the best surprise. All right. Well, that will do it for Strictly Ballroom. 
I apologize formally to all of ABTTG's listening audience. October really took me by storm and the podcast took a brief hiatus, but we are back in full force and catching up and it'll be good. And remember, it was the dancing that mattered. That was Film Club. Referencing 2001 A Space Odyssey. (gasps) Take that back right now. I'm (laughs) editing that out.